The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, (coughs) Desiree Watson. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, We have an exciting show for you today. And uh, again, I can't thank you enough for listening uh, from around the world. Uh, uh, Thank you, France and China, Japan, Germany, Canada, Spain, we're so excited that you tune in to listen to what we feel we have to offer, which is a step further. And so we engage with guests that uh, are considerably notable in taking it a, a step further. We are Wellness Interactive, and we have the Wellness Lounge. It's located in New Jersey at 14 South Orange Avenue. And uh, we actually do pop-up wellness lounges throughout the country, too. And what we engage with is that whole mind-body-spirit approach. Uh, we like to think that being well is uh, being in aligned with all three. And uh, sometimes we all miss. We might just <laughs> connect that spirit or connect that mind and spirit, or we may connect all three. But uh, at any given time, I'm hoping that we can engage guests uh, to uh, help you empower yourself to take it a step further because it is our belief that uh, they have done this and continue to do this uh, well, uh, not only helping their communities but empowering uh, themselves and their families. Uh, Today, I want to read to you uh, a passage, as I always do, from a book that I like and I think uh, sometimes can empower others. I'd like to share uh, a book called The Surpassing Life by Brad Rex. Now, uh, interesting enough, Brad Rex, uh, he writes about 52 practical ways to achieve personal uh, excellence. And Brad uh, Rex um, uh, was a nuclear submarine officer and leader of Disney's Epcot Center, Vice President, Chief Customer Officer, and so on. And one might think, oh, my goodness, how do you fit that all into the mind, body, spirit? Well, I'll uh, just read right now to what I think uh, is um, a commitment to the whole mindset and connecting it with spirit. He uh, has a few quotes in here, one uh, from Peter Drucker, Drucker. Unless commitment is made, there are only promises and hopes, but no plans. That's Peter Drucker. And then uh, gain a modest reputation for being unreliable, and you will never be asked to do a thing, Paul Thoreau. Uh, The other, which I absolutely love, which was written, oh, my gosh, 
hundreds of years ago, it's, it is necessary to try to surpass oneself always. This occupation ought to last as long as life, and that uh, was Queen Christina of Sweden. Now, uh, let me read uh, a paragraph before we bring Ms. Regina Taylor on with us. We all, we all know people who are not committed, says uh, Brad Rex. They put in the time and do enough to get by. They make promises but don't follow through. I'll take care of it, they say, and then they don't. They disappoint others who were counting on them, and uh, they continually make excuses for their broken promises. There are others, though, who are always reliable. Their word is their bond, and their promises are sound. With others, trust. They build strong relationships and outstanding personal and professional reputation. So that's from uh, Brad Reck's uh, book, which I think uh, would be an interesting read if you can pick it up uh, at any time. And I'm not uh, endorsing any particular author at any time. I just think when they speak to uh, us empowering ourselves and aligning that mind, body, spirit, I can't help for to share it with you. So today we have an amazing, uh, oh gosh, actress, director, philanthropist. Uh, she's Regina Taylor. Uh, she's an American playwright as well with an impressive body of work that encompasses film, television, theater, and writing. Uh, Regina's uh, career continues to evolve also with exciting and challenging projects. Uh, she is best known to television audiences for her role as Lily Harper in the series I'll Fly Away. Uh, she received many accolades for her performances in the show, including winning a Golden Globe for Best Performances by an Actress in a TV Series. series. Uh, she's an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series and two Emmy Award nominations, and I can go on and on mm. because she is, that amazing, but uh, more importantly, she also gives back and she empowers others through uh, encouraging uh, on all levels of giving back uh, with uh, being the National Ovarian Cancer uh, Symptom Awareness uh, Representative and Spokesperson. So on that note, I can go. I can go on and on, but uh, thank you so much, uh, Regina, for uh, being on the show today and helping us to really align that whole mind, body, spirit, and taking oh. success and empowerment a step further. And thank you so much, Desiree. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Oh, great, great, and I'm sure everyone uh, looks forward to hearing how we can uh, empower ourselves. So I'd love to start with. Um, your whole navigation process and getting to where you are, because as we know, it's, it's not all easy. And sometimes uh, I think, uh, you know, we're in positions to have a vision as to where we're going in life, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that happened for you at any time of your life. Uh, you, did you know you were going to be in this place? And 
uh, not only giving back to the communities, but as a professional artist, uh, you seem to do it all. And uh, that's, I would think, is not easy to do. When did it all begin for you? I think it began in childhood. I think uh, one of the greatest gifts my mother gave me was uh, the power of creativity. Mm. One of the first memories I have is being probably around five years old, sitting on the floor with my mother with crayons and and (sighs) pencil and um, construction paper and creating my own children's book. Wow. It had a little girl much like me uh, at the center of it, and I think that really helped me to envision myself in this world uh, Mm. where I might stand in this world. Uh, So I think that was the the greatest gift that she gave me. Um, Wow. Now, did that continue uh, your writing? Did it continue, and did... You share this with other children. Just curious, because sometimes um, uh, I I think that um, uh, if uh, we're so blessed to have uh, moms or, or parents that uh, sees something in us early in uh, uh, our age, uh, uh, we if we share it with others, um, it can inspire maybe perhaps other children or parents. Or was this? Uh, just something you felt and, and you ex- just did an excellent uh, <laughs> a children's book to um, envision sharing it with others, uh, or do you still have at, them? At that, <laughs> at that point, I was just writing uh, just for myself. It was something that she had given me. Uh, I don't know where that is now. I don't even know where the book is at this point, yeah. where those <laughs> books uh, are, uh, somewhere oh. in an attic yeah. somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, she kept yeah. a lot of the things from my childhood somewhere in a box somewhere. But uh, it was something that continued, uh, the love of books, the love of wow. uh, wielding words, uh, the love of creativity and creativity mm-hmm. as a survival tool that in this world you are uh, you come into it and people try and name you and she mm. was giving me the tools to name myself as wow. an African American uh, woman right. uh, at that time uh, coming into this world as as this African American child born in the West Dallas Projects of a single mother, mm-hmm. it is that people try and name you even before you take your first breath. Wow. Yes. Some exactly. names you want to keep and other names you want to shrug off, and mm-hmm. you want to have the power to name yourself. Uh, who do I want to become in this world? How do I want to be uh, spoken of? How do I speak about myself? Mm-hmm. Uh, those things started entering into my consciousness uh, as I was, as I continued uh, wanting to be uh, at first a writer and then becoming an actress. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's uh, uh, you certainly have enlightened me. I have uh, uh, two daughters, uh, and um, they both were amazing writers. But I think uh, that came from my mom, and then 
you know, kind of, I kind of pass that on to them. And mm-hmm. I am, uh, am so inspired by what you just spoke about because um, I think sometimes we miss as parents that uh, we do create that first, uh, I think, introduction to being uh, extremely special in navigating our own uh, life experience. So I think yeah. your mom, wow, what an incredible mother. I mean, that's uh, writing is just not easy. That's fantastic. So um, hats off to your beautiful mom for uh, helping you to navigate that experience because oh, uh, it's not easy. I think uh, if uh, we can... Uh, in a perfect world, I always say, if we can also engage uh, young people, um, as your mom did, uh, very early, you said five years old, six years old. So often, sometimes, we tend to wait until you're 10 or 11 or, you know, when we we think that um, uh, writing or any academic presence is, is important. It, it should be later than earlier, but I think five, six, four years old, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So thanks for sharing that. So you grew up in Dallas. Yes. Uh, your experience in, in uh, Dallas, uh, uh, as you just mentioned, uh, also, um, I, it's, to me, I think it's a step further when uh, even as a child you learn uh, how to receive information or the message. So what type of child were you? Uh, I was very shy, uh, very withdrawn, very quiet. And so writing was a great outlet for me. Uh, I never thought I'd be an actress. No. uh, Just because I didn't own my space that well uh, in in the present moment. A bit of a stutterer. Uh, so it was uh, when I went to college at SMU uh, as a journalism major. I wow. took an acting class for an easy credit. Uh, all the all the jocks took took uh, that acting 101 and and got A's. I thought I'd breeze by, and I fell in love. I fell in love with acting. I think uh, for some of the same reasons I, I loved writing uh, to be able to step into someone else's skin, see through their eyes, mm-hmm. go through their journey, mm-hmm. and come back to yourself, um, hopefully mm-hmm. more informed about the human spirit. Oh, wow. Absolutely and beautiful. So uh, I so fell into acting. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Absolutely beautiful. So... Can you give us uh, an example of uh, one of your great um, and, and writing pieces or embracing? Now, I obviously, I think uh, uh, when we write, uh, they can all be beautiful pieces, but one uh, uh, example of uh, what uh, you think uh, has influenced others in, in your writing. Uh, I happened to, of course, see your play in New York, which I thought was absolutely amazing. It's so far forward. Oh, and, thank you. You know, That's sometimes people miss it, but it was did. so far forward. So I <laughs> thank you for that. It was amazing. But any uh, uh, writing uh, piece that um, 
you may have had early reflections on, meaning, you know, some, somewhere down the line you just knew that uh, this would be a piece that uh, what you would have to catch up to, in other words, that you have it, but it's so far in the future that uh, you just kind of wait for a while, and then you get it, and you grasp it, and you roll it out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're asking me... Which, yeah, is which... there a piece uh, uh, that you've worked on in the past uh, at all? Yes. Uh, uh, one of the last pieces I did before Stop Reset uh, was Trinity River Plays, and it was a piece that was set in Dallas, Texas. It was... Um, a trilogy where you followed this woman's life, um, different points in her life, pivotal moments in her life. Um, and it was an opportunity for me to revisit uh, roots and how where you come from really uh, carries with you for the rest of your life, even as you are changing into adulthood. You always come back home at uh, that Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. and you know you you think you built your reputation and, <laughs> and you have this great job, and and someone calls you stinky. Hey, right, you right. That they remind you of yeah <laughs> that, that nickname. I know you from, are. from childhood. Uh, yeah. uh, to to uh, draw on. Um, my roots uh, as a writer was is is always um, is always there. Mm-hmm. Um, who I am is always there in my writing, uh, but to do it uh, in a more um, uh, way that is is right there on the surface and cracking through the ice of it, uh, mm-hmm. it was really. Uh, a great experience. Mm. It's set in in Dallas. It is about a woman who uh, comes back home to um, her mother's house. Her mother has ovarian Mm -hmm. cancer, and uh, she uh, takes that journey with her mother uh, is uh, one of the sections. And then it is... Uh, how she weathers through, how they weathered through mm-hmm. uh, that journey. Uh, uh, the second piece, uh, the third piece is about uh, uh, how you continue on, uh, how you move forward. Uh, All right. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, so you, you've said, uh, and well, it. Um, I actually uh, would love if you can speak more about it, because in research we found that uh, it says you you uh, mentioned that you went back to Dallas. Uh, uh, in what you write about um, is so close to being uh, grounded in reality that's close to home mentally and spiritually. Mm-hmm. Did that make you feel um, any different uh, 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 creating this great piece uh at home than it would uh, in any other stage being a professional or any other city on stage being a professional. How strong was that uh, feeling mentally and spiritually, being able to take that back home? Uh, It was a very... um, 
it was a wonderful experience. It was a piece that hit close to home. It was not autobiographical in in the relationships that the characters had, but the situation uh, I was dealing with in terms of my own mother's battle with ovarian cancer and coming. Oh my goodness! To, okay, okay. Oh boy. To well, help take um, her and, the, and the lessons that I learned mm-hmm. with that uh, through her strength and her grace and and her fierceness. Uh, it was then a piece that I could present on the stage in Dallas, Texas, Dallas Theater Center. And opening night, we had, like, 78, around 78 of uh, uh, the closest family members come and see it. Oh, my God. Uh, So it was uh, something that was very special to me. Absolutely. I mean, that's, uh, to me, oh, that's so inspiring because who would not want to go home and... uh, even if you're not a playwright, director, actress, you would just want to go home with something to share. And on, whew, on that note, uh, we're going to break uh, for a moment for a commercial, and we're speaking with the fabulous Regina Taylor. We can't uh, wait to hear more about how she navigates her whole life experience. And we'll be right back. Thank you. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks for tuning in again. We're uh, engaging with Regina Taylor, uh, fabulous, amazing playwright and uh, actor, director, and uh, she's a philanthropist. And we have uh, uh, been listening uh, to some of uh, her approach to navigating her whole life experience. And we want to also speak with her about uh, 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 her philanthropic initiatives. And before we uh, get to uh, speaking with Regina, I want to just also uh, speak about a book that I like, just a very small book, uh, a 
spirituality of fundraising, Henry Nguyen. And uh, Henry Nguyen sought the center of things, never content to observe life from the sidelines. His approach to new experiences and relationships was full throttle. He looked at the world with the enthusiastic anticipation of a child, convinced that right in the midst of life, he would find the God who loves us without conditions, helping us recognize that God in the very fabric of our lives was the enduring passion of Henry's life in ministry. The Henry Newman Spirituality Series embodies Henry's legacy of compassionate engagement with contemporary issues and concerns. So I read that because uh, I, I still find it quite amazing that uh, uh, when you uh, have a... Uh, a professional like uh, Regina Taylor, uh, who is really uh, connecting that whole mind, body, spirit. It, it, I believe, inspires us to take it, you know, a step further. So, again, um, thanks for joining us, Regina. And oh, would uh, like to hear more about uh, how uh, you're giving back and. Uh, uh, what uh, that whole navigation process uh, is for you, because uh, being a successful uh, professional in the arts, but also being able to uh, have that uh, philanthropic arm, there is a balance there. How do you navigate and feel and see that balance? Because we just spoke about um, how, uh, uh, unfortunately, your mom mm-hmm. was... Uh, um, I guess, uh, in a, a, a very uh, serious uh, condition with ovarian cancer and you're being able to be there for her. How do you balance all of that? Well, uh, I, I think it is in, again, how I was raised. I, I think my mother was a very generous person. She was a, a great mother. Uh, wow. A fantastic uh, sister. Uh, wonderful community person, always giving back, always giving, mm. uh, a wonderful nurturer. Mm. And uh, I think there was a flaw, the flaw in my mother is that she didn't uh, take enough time for herself. Uh, and that was uh, a realization uh, that I had uh, as I was seeing my mother through another lens as she was uh, fighting this brilliant battle uh, with ovarian cancer. Uh, and I think that's so for uh, uh, a lot of, of us, including myself, mm-hmm. that's what I realized, is mm-hmm. that we uh, are always uh, taking care of a lot of other people. Right. Uh, and, and we need to take that time for ourselves. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. to raise the awareness, I was seeking uh, organizations that I could speak to uh, and to speak that truth. Can you tell us more about the organization that uh, you uh, represent, the national, uh, or you're the national spokesperson for? It was um, when I moved to Chicago, and that Mm -hmm. was about three years ago. I met this fantastic woman, her name is Susan Roman, uh, who started the organization, uh, who also had ovarian cancer. She's since passed. Uh, and I just loved her spirit. 
Uh-huh. I, I yeah. loved her drive. I, I loved her her attitude, uh, and I loved that she was always giving back, uh-huh. uh, even as she was fighting for herself. Uh-huh. And it reminded me so much of my mother's spirit uh, uh-huh. that I wanted to be a part of this organization uh, to again raise the awareness of of the symptoms of ovarian cancer and how people uh live with it uh not mm-hmm. only the person who has it but families how families are affected uh, right to speak on that uh, right is important right and how uh you just mentioned how they live with it because yeah. um i think sometimes that's uh a miss for some of us where uh People are still living, you know, mm-hmm. they're still living with it. I know I have uh, uh, a couple of friends uh, uh, that um, have uh, passed, but one in particular that is still with us, and she uh, suffered uh, from uh, really a bone cancer and liver cancer, and that was 13 mm-hmm. years ago, and she is still here and still amazing and living with it because I believe that uh, she... Uh, was the focus of what you just mentioned where uh, she realized that you can give and give, but you need to take that time for yourself. And it right. um, doesn't matter when it is, but if you grasp hold of that where it's definitely okay to give, but try to carve out just that time and space for yourself, you know, right. it, and a lot uh, can be released uh, through just taking care of yourself. Right, and if you have symptoms, if you, your body tells you a lot, it may be screaming at you. Right. If you have right. symptoms, listen and do something about it. I think a lot of times people are afraid. They're afraid of getting the answer that they already know from their doctors. Uh, but mm-hmm. to to brave that, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's good to find these things earlier uh, than later. Right, and uh, I think statistically at times, uh, especially for um, uh, African-American uh, women uh, in general, um, uh, I think uh, uh, some of us uh, were at stage four when we finally know yes. what's happening. I think uh, that, um, again, is uh, that whole focus on making sure you take time for yourself. and. Mm-hmm. We're all, as women, we're all givers, caregivers. Uh, we're all going to be nurturing uh, someone or uh, e- or even uh, communities at times. But yeah. when do you take the, the time to really focus on how to navigate uh, your life experience and taking care of yourself? And uh, mm-hmm. some of us look very well, too, though, right, Regina? We look absolutely well, <laughs> and you would never think there's anything wrong. But as you said... If you're listening, listening to the mind, the body, the spirit, and making that connection, I think we're really blessed to be in the present, to be able to respond. You know, some of us uh, can't respond. So if, we, if we're there and we understand and uh, we can do that, we should do exactly what you said, embrace the idea of taking care of oneself but listening to your body. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us, uh, I think you're going to be in our area, in the New Jersey area, soon on Thursday. Yes. Another uh, amazing um, nonprofit uh, 
they're raising money for the American Cancer Society, but you're getting, I believe, uh, you're being honored a Distinguished Caregivers Award. Yes. For, yes. I, I was blown away when I heard about it. I'm, I'm so looking forward to, to being there. Uh, I, I, uh, I, it was very unexpected, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be at the Upper Montclair um, Golf uh, Club, and uh, it's females, uh, philanthropy, and football. Uh, so that's this Thursday, January 30th, uh, begins at 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh-huh. Miss Regina Taylor is being honored, and uh, it. Uh, I, I think, I know I'm going to be there because <laughs> you're there and you're being honored as a distinguished caregiver, and there are other honorees as well. Um, Regina, I'd love to speak about a couple of your writings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Madam C.J. Walker, who I, I've always been fascinated by her story, um, how and, and, and when, I should say, when did you uh, think or feel that uh, she would be uh, this incredible uh, person to write about? Well, um, I remember when she got uh, the postage stamp. Right? Mitch mm-hmm. was on the postage stamp, uh, but uh, and I thought that was just uh, an incredible marker uh, in terms of this uh, amazing woman in her life. I've always heard about her because uh, she was one of the first uh, African American, or one of the first uh, female, right? Mm-hmm. Um, self-made millionaires yep. in this country. Yeah, and uh, she did that through hair care products for black women. Uh, so uh, I had always heard about her, uh, and then when she got the postage stamp, I, I really uh, started researching her to find out more about her. And she's just this fascinating woman. Uh, it, it, there was no one before her. She she created herself. Uh, mm-hmm. made that mold herself, and uh, wow. what she did in terms of being a businesswoman and also a woman who believed in giving back to community uh, was really inspirational. And and uh, we have, uh, I think, uh, Oprah uh, would be, uh, I, I think, someone who uh, yes. <laughs> one could compare uh, in terms of in in her time, right, um, and being a what woman, she did, you know, and, just, and how amazing it yeah. was that she did that, yeah, in in that time, exactly, exactly, and it, it's such a um, well. Well, I'm hoping that uh, uh, we can also um, continue to purchase this uh, your your book because uh, I think uh, even now in 2014 it, there are always issues with. Uh, women and how we are paid, all these uh, interesting issues even now in 2014. And having daughters, I think mm-hmm. uh, uh, being able to direct them with uh, uh, great writings about uh, incredible women right. is uh, so important. So yes, uh, obviously them? I have open How do you prepare them to navigate through this now. world? Yes. Where is that still in uh, 
Is your book still uh, published? Uh, uh, it, it's a play, and uh, you play. can go online, reginataylor.com, and um, uh, purchase a copy. So, okay. Well, you know what? When I was online and Googling, I thought for some reason it was a book, so my apology. So where would we, um, if it's a play, do you have any, um, uh, are you going to, produce it again uh, oh absolutely absolutely uh and it's i i really love that play i love uh the trinity river plays i love uh the last play that i did uh stop reset it's uh very hard to choose uh (laughs) as a writer which which is your favorite Uh, Ah, but certainly i try and and um engage the questions that I have about life, what's going on in this world, um, through my writing. And I, I've had such a great opportunity to have longevity uh, as a writer. I, I also uh, did a play called Crowns uh, mm-hmm. about uh, uh, African-American women in their Sunday hats and where that <laughs> all comes from, uh, which also has, has had uh, a very uh, great life. Uh, over uh, the last, oh gosh, um, uh, several years, um, to to be able to uh, write, to be able to act, uh, to be able to direct, uh, to uh, fulfill myself through um, through these undertakings is mm-hmm. is a part of living a creative life, and that was what I was raised to do. Uh, whether that's uh, through the arts, whether that's uh, how you raise your children, mm-hmm. that's uh, how you cook a meal for friends, mm-hmm. uh, to invest yourself mm. uh, in in that way is is what it's all about that gives me joy. Oh, beautiful. Love it. So um, uh, there, uh, right now, there's, uh, of course, a great initiative called uh, STEM, that's mm-hmm. science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and it's all focused also on uh, young girls and, mm-hmm. and um, uh, being sure that uh, somewhere uh, we're carving out a space for them to embrace uh, the science and the technology and right. the world. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But I have a friend, actually, uh, I, uh, she was one of our guests uh uh, Tracy Hare uh, has a, a foundation called the Sankofa Project, and she's included the A in STEM. So she mm-hmm. has a, it's called STEAM for her because she feels that science, technology, art, and mathematics uh, should be uh, all of uh, uh, the, the, well part of our uh, initiative in in teaching our girls to embrace it all. So, of course, we've heard over years uh, and science to support it that there's the left side of the brain, the right side of the brain. One mm-hmm. is creative and the other one is more, you know, embracing our whole, I'll call it the science. <laughs> so what's your feeling on uh, being sure that uh, that A is included uh, with um, the lives of our children as they're growing? We know your feeling and how your mom encouraged you. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your feeling about just STEM I, or including I think arts are, are essential. Uh, it is essential to us continuing on. It is essential uh, how we can think.
think our way through a situation, uh, how we can, uh, uh, I think if you're going to be an artist, if you're going to be a doctor, if you're going to be a teacher, you have to think in creative ways. Mm-hmm. It was uh, uh, with my grandmother uh, who had nine children uh, mm. and $50 before mm. the next week's uh, paycheck. You mm-hmm. have to think creatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you going to get through? But also, you know, if, if you're a, a doctor, how are you going to invent uh, new um, new things that, that are cutting-edge technology mm-hmm. uh, with anything that wow. you do, uh, with computers, with, with everything that you do. Uh, you need creative minds uh, to continue moving forward. Excellent, excellent. We're going to break again for commercial, Regina, and would love to pick uh, up again with uh, what we're you're speaking about, uh, the arts. Uh, we shall return in a moment with uh, Regina Taylor. Thank you. Thank you. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, We're speaking with uh, the amazing Regina Taylor, actor, playwright, uh, director, and we were just uh, engaging with Regina on uh, STEM or STEAM. And STEAM, of course, uh, is the science, technology, arts, and mathematics, or I should say science, technology, engineering, arts, mathematics. And, of course, I'm sure most of us are familiar with STEM. And so uh, Regina is enlightening us again on the arts and how uh, that can play a very strong role in uh, our center. So um, can we pick back up where you were 
discussing how important it is for the arts, and you even you spoke about science and how maybe perhaps scientists or doctors uh, they too need to be creative, right? Absolutely, absolutely. To think outside the box. How do we do that? How do we encourage that? Uh, that's all uh, part of of uh, of the sciences as well of of math uh, to uh, stimulate the the creative mind. Right. And so uh, one might ask then, uh, because uh, you're so amazing in the arts profession, when you look at uh, the other aspect of maybe perhaps who you are, science, technology, engineering, math, well, of course, you're not a scientist, technology, technologist, or mathematician, but navigating, would you say, navigating your life experience, you've touched so much of that, even in, uh, I guess, directing uh, plays and, uh, you know, playwright. You've engaged some aspect of, uh, of uh, just being able to use that other side of your brain, right? Uh, right, absolutely. Um, and I, I love engaging young people in, in what I do um, with uh, the pieces that I've worked on in the past and the pieces that I'm working on uh, moving forward, I do try to uh, have a component uh, within uh, the the plays uh, where I'm engaging with community, engaging with young people, discussing the pieces that I'm working on. Uh, They'll read the play, uh, we'll talk about it, and then having them uh, write a response uh, to... uh, to the pieces. Mm. Uh, that's what I did with Stop Reset, that we did um, uh, several workshops with students both in New York and in Chicago uh, with different disciplines. With, wow. Uh, uh, that's amazing. Yes. Was that part of, in, in Chicago, you also did something with Northwestern University? That's right. That- I, 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 uh, I taught a uh, semester at Northwestern and uh, engaging students in the theater department uh, through the theater department uh, to write about the world that we live in today. I think it's ah. important to uh, tie the arts to uh, this exciting period of time that we're in right now. All the mm-hmm. changes that the world is going through uh, is is pretty astronomical right. at this moment in time. And we're right in the middle of it uh, to raise the consciousness of it uh, mm-hmm. through through the arts. I think is important. Right. And so when you uh, let's uh, uh, stay with the raising of the consciousness, because I think uh, uh, you uh, have done that so well with um, Stop Reset and, and the piece that uh, you wrote uh, and uh, uh, staged in New York City when. You think about where we are and how we can, uh, meaning communities, how we can inspire people. What's your um, thinking uh, or your visual thinking uh, for yourself? Uh, are you uh, a nurturer? Are you an educator? Are you a, uh, a person who inspires, or are you all of this? And, uh, and do we I'm need to be all that? of those things? I, I try to be a nurturer, an educator, and always a student. 
Yes, oh, always yes. trying to learn more and to uh, put that through through the work and sharing it. Beautiful. So when you're doing all of this and navigating that whole experience and sharing it, what is uh, what's, what's the response from young people? Say, you know, at Northwestern or where you're uh, creating your platform, your programs, what's mm-hmm. their response? Well, uh, I've worked at different colleges in mm-hmm. Chicago, uh, including Northwestern, uh, Columbia, um, mm-hmm. DePaul universities, mm-hmm. uh, that have such uh, great students. Uh, I, I love working with young minds. Uh, I learn so much from them yes. in terms of their perspective, how they're approaching things. Uh, I, I think uh, with that, uh, it's it's a a give and take with that mm-hmm. on both sides. Uh, I, I I like seeing where we're going. Yes. Uh, and to perhaps um, be someone just like uh, when I was coming up, there are people in your life who come in at the right time. Yes, the right I moment. love it. <laughs> uh, that's important. Yes. And and it's, of course, important to recognize that, and so uh, you do that so eloquently. So when you think about the future and being able to engage with young people, mm-hmm. uh, is it inspiring for you to look <laughs> at what's coming, so to speak? Because well, I, I, think I find it so difficult have, for I, some of us at a certain age. We just cannot uh, keep up at times with uh, Young people, and I, uh, I'm with you. It's like you need to be around them, and it's okay. Change is beautiful. <laughs> yes, yes, and things are always changing. It, it, it's important to have the dialogue, to, to have that bridge between the generations. With Stop Reset, it was a play uh, about uh, the changes in this world, both socially as well as uh, technologically, and how we keep up or how we not keep up, uh, and, and the importance of, of staying human through it all, uh, mm. pieces in Chicago about uh, a person who publishes books in a time when uh, bookstores are closing and, and everything is going online. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is very saddened by the changes that, that are happening because he loves books, the weight smell, a feel of books, mm-hmm. uh, but he knows he has to change his business yeah. in order to survive. Uh, how do we survive? How do we approach the mm-hmm. thought of surviving? How do we keep our humanity intact? Mm. Uh, and certainly, when I started writing the piece, it was uh, I was afraid. I was afraid because my, my favorite bookstores are closing, and, and <laughs> I, I'm a little bit slow online. <laughs> but I, I've learned a lot since then uh, right. uh, to have an open mind yes. and to know that you know uh, these changes. Uh, are inevitable. Uh, it is about our personal survival through it. Yes. <laughs> uh, our attitude through it. Uh, oh, I love that. I it's about our personal survival and attitude. Yes, yes. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, so uh, I can't help for just going back to the great actress that you are, or actor, um, because you won the Golden uh Global Award for I'll Fly Away. Mm-hmm. And um, it, speaking about young people, I just recall at one point 
I was engaging with an actress who, uh, my daughter is uh, an, an actress uh, out in L.A., and she just started. She graduated a couple of years ago. We're giving her some time. But um, mm-hmm. I remember an actress saying, oh, uh, your daughter has the chance of becoming uh, an actress, like one in a million or something. There are hundreds of thousands of actresses, and she was very adamant about this. And I didn't know where to go in that space. And uh, I said, all I could think of was, oh, my God, I never want you to meet my daughter. Uh, (laughs) Well, well, your daughter will become one in a million. (laughs) Yeah. What's wrong with that? And so when you speak about uh, young people so eloquently in the vision and and all that we need to engage, uh, just personally finding that space for us all to be engaged in the future, uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, so important. But, um, you know, what's the message for young people in the arts, and what was your very strong uh, support system? What is right now your strong support system? I know we um, uh, have spoke about your beautiful mother and uh, how um, inspiring and uplifting she was for you. Um, what... Um, What's your support system right now, and uh, is that something, uh, or is it something that young people can also embrace? Uh, yes, I, I think it, one you have to follow your heart. Mm. Uh, you you follow your dreams. You 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 have to be tenacious uh, to to give yourself fully to be committed. Uh, you at the beginning of the program, you're, you're reading the passage about commitment, reliability. Uh, these bridges will take you far. You build those bridges and they will take you far. Uh, it is to also be flexible, uh, mm. to uh, know yeah. that one thing can lead you to the unexpected mm. uh, and to embrace the unexpected. Right. Uh, sometimes we're so focused on on what we set in front of ourselves that we don't look around. Ah, uh, right. That's important. To then build a family. Uh, you have blood ties. Uh, build uh, a network of, of family. Mm. Uh, these people that will uh, carry you, uh, that will you can lean on mm-hmm. uh, as well as... as uh, uh, you're returning that uh, to them as well. Uh, it's important to have people in your life who are positive, uh, mm-hmm. who uh, are uh, people who uh, are not naysayers. Oh, you can't, you can't do this, you can't right. do that. <laughs> uh, but uh, people who um, uh, have the same type of tenacity mm-hmm. that you have. Uh, that you can draw on, and and these are people uh, that are all around you to keep your radar open to certain types of people. Uh, oh, beautiful! That you can grow with. Uh, yeah, important. Uh, that beautiful. keeps you sound uh, in your personal life. Hmm. Mm. That's uh, oh gosh. I'm listen. I could just speak and <laughs> listen to you for the next couple of hours. But um, when you uh, uh, speak about um, uh, just that whole circle that you're creating and being able to identify it, um, it that, uh, uh, of course, is, it's always inspiring. That's, uh, I'm a believer of that. But 
um, you know, it, it, we're living in a times when it's it, it, people are so uh, savvy now with uh, what they present to you. Uh, unfortunately, uh, sometimes very negative. They don't mm-hmm. verbally have to say anything. They just don't support you. So I think uh, young people being able to identify uh, some of the things you spoke about, it could also at times uh, be related to that whole energy. Do you, you know, have you ever, you're ever in a space where there's that, uh, that spirituality component where there's just negative, negative energy. Some mm-hmm. people never speak. You just feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, uh, uh, how to sort of move your way out of that, uh, uh, I think then when you speak about creating that family, uh, even if it's your bloodline or if it's, it's friends you've known for years, uh, do you sort of navigate in that whole experience? Do you have friends that you've had for many years, or uh, yes, I have. I have uh, people that I've known for years, uh, and uh, time is, is is like that big test uh, as mm-hmm. to who's your friend and who's not. Uh, ah, love it. Be open to 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 people to to the world, but who's in your inner circle is another thing, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Time is, is the big test tester with uh, who you allow in your inner circle, uh, who you're going to call on in the middle of the night when when uh, you need to to uh, talk about something uh, mm. that's uh, that's uh, worrying you. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you call? Have you called that person and they go, "Oh, um, I'll see you later." <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, then you know, okay. <laughs> Uh, that one won't be it. That one, that's not it, right. <laughs> but uh, I'll still have lunch with them. <laughs> right, exactly. You'll have but, lunch uh, with them. Who is that person? Who knows? Who? I'll, you know, have a little tea or maybe even shop with you, but right. you know who your inner circle is. Right, right. Who's that, yeah, who's that yeah. person who so, is so, heavy and deep and will stick with you through thick and thin? Oh my gosh, absolutely, absolutely. So, Regina, um, uh, we can uh, get you or, or log on to your website, uh, uh, Regina, Regina Is there any other uh, yes, uh, space on, we can find you? Uh, Facebook and, and, and Twitter and, and all those wonderful social Oh my uh, gosh, places. yes! <laughs> That's awesome! So, you are definitely a person who. Say what you mean and mean what you say. So you're part of uh, the vision and the future. You can find Regina Taylor on Facebook, Twitter, all of the social network, and uh, we're so happy that uh, she shared with us today. And unfortunately, we're out of time. Oh, and, well, it's been great talking with you. Thank you so much, and looking forward to seeing you on Thursday. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing you, too. Thanks again, and have a fabulous day, okay? And you, too. Take care. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge. A step further, please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.